When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time to smash it up on a Sunday night recruiting style. It's 7.02 on the East Coast, and ESPN and the College Football Playoff Committee still suck, but we're talking about recruiting instead tonight. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Sunday Smash, presented by State Farm agent Russ Voorhis. He's Michael Langston, the senior recruiting analyst for Warchant.com. My name is Tom Lang, and it's time to break it down, folks, because 10 days from now is the opening of the early signing period window Wednesday the 20th. It's a little bit later this year, Michael. We're used to it being around the teens, but uh, Florida State's going to be pretty active between now and then, and uh, it's going to be oh, yeah. a busy week. It's your season, man. It's your season. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's locked in. A uh, lot of stuff going on. Guys entering the portal. Million guys, it feels like, are jumping in the portal. Um, kind of a scare with FSU with one guy that was potentially going to go in, and now it looks, you know, it looks like it's calmed down and everything – Seems to be kosher with uh you know Peyton, but uh yeah, just pretty hectic. Uh, you, you get all kinds of crazy rumors this time of the year, and it used to be it'd be in February where you get these rumors. Now it's like December because it's that's that's kind of the period that everyone signs. So, you know, a lot going on. Um, certainly a busy weekend for FSU, and then um, and then certainly uh you know even bigger weekend next weekend. It will be. It will be that. A lot of dudes coming to town for the final official visit weekend. There was a headliner that came into town this weekend. Only the best player in the country uh, by some services. Best wide receiver in the country by all services. We'll get to that in just a minute. But, Michael, it's now been a week. It feels like it's been a month. But it's been a week since the college football playoff committee rendered its decision. And I'm just wondering if any blowback from that particular travesty has made it into the recruiting world, into you know talking points from either high school ranks or, or the transfer ranks across your desk. Has it materialized there at all uh, in, in the recruiting side of things? I think a lot of people are uh, more angry than than like, oh, it's a bad thing. But it does carry over to recruiting because you know these coaches are using it. Uh, all the probably all these coaches that were actually saying, yeah, that's crazy crap that they did the FSU, but then they're using it you know, on the recruiting trail to say, Hey, you, you guys aren't going to play for a championship. You're not a part of the select group. You're not in the good boys club, you know? Uh, so they're definitely using on the recruiting trail. We've already seen that with guys like KJ Bolton and other guys uh, that, Hey, you're not going to be in there. So um, yeah, it's, it's definitely used and it's definitely something they have to fight against. Um, I, I've been very standstill that I think it, it does hurt FSU with the conference they're in. You know, if you're in a bigger league, that's not that doesn't come as much of an issue. But uh, I think uh, certainly if they were able to join, you know, a big league like uh, say a Big Ten or something, I think it would definitely curb that pretty quickly. Um, but I think uh, they're certainly dealing with it on the recruiting trail. There's no doubt. We'll get to that topic. Uh, yeah, KJ Bolden, he was always going to be sought after to the final, you yeah. know, signature on the line. You. you you're not a five-star plus player without getting that type of attention, especially when Florida State was able to flip him from Georgia. So uh, there's some things to get to there. But before we go to that part of the show where we talk about some of the big names that didn't come to campus this weekend, Michael, you were out there dodging raindrops as best you could today uh, outside the Moore Center. It was flood watches, all that kind of stuff. The heavens opened up. Uh, much like the college football playoff committee did on Florida State, screw them eternally. We're going to continue to say that. Uh, but what what came out of today uh, with some of the interviews you had this weekend in general? I know LJ McCray uh, stopped by earlier this weekend. Just a summary of the things that you saw, heard, and noted from uh, Florida State's visit weekend. Oh, man. It was so busy uh, because uh, we were juggling between going, me and Matt going to the state finals, which was held in Tallahassee at FAMU. And then you go back and you 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 got to uh, you know spot all these guys that are going to be there this weekend. Certainly, I think everyone saw the story we had with Jeremiah Smith after the game. Um, Ron Dugans was there. Um, a lot of the coaches there. Alex Atkins was there. Um, certainly, uh, he put on a good show, like I like he, we knew he would. Um, but um, and then afterwards, took the official visit. I've heard some pretty positive things of how that visit is gone. Um, I think. Uh, you know, one source even told me like 
nailed it. It was exactly what we wanted. It was exactly what we were hoping to get as far as the the reaction to to the visit. Uh, it's still going to be a tough lift, like I've said all along. But overall, I think they were very pleased of everything they did. You know, everything they got accomplished. And, and when I say that, it's not just hey, they did nice things. They went out to dinner and all that stuff, and you know, it had fun. It was more the reaction they're getting from the Smith camp. You know, with with how it's going and, and the impact it made. Or there was a lot of uh, you know, just you know talk about just where they're going, you know, in the future, you know, because obviously that has to come up when you go through something like they did on on last Sunday. But uh, I think overall, I think they nailed it, and um, um, that's kind of the impression I got, at least from one contact. And then the others were kind of similar. Like we feel like it went really great, we feel good, but we also know, you know, you're battling Ohio State, who's really known for producing receivers nonstop. So I think they still know it's a battle. Probably have one more in-home left uh, that they're going to use and and go from there. But I think overall, I think they clicked all the uh, checked all the boxes and clicked all the uh, the buttons they wanted to on the visit. So let me follow up uh, on that because Jeremiah Smith's father has said this week that it's going to be his call in the end. A lot of times we know this: mom or dad can get involved. Sometimes an extended family member, and and it can influence the decision you know we hear a lot michael the kid's heart was somewhere mm-hmm. that he didn't sign for mm-hmm. do you buy it do you buy that this is jeremiah smith's decision and his decision alone or does dad need to be on board with uh with the process i never really buy that when kids say that because i think it's a family decision when you do it i think uh, another significant thing is that his mom uh, supposedly flew over um you know during the official visit to get there uh, to experience some of the stuff that was going on i think that's important i think moms are always uh 80 percent or higher uh the influence into the decision so i think that's significant having in there but i also think um i think overall yeah if Jer- jeremiah says hey i want to go this place then they will they will support the decision unless they're defying against one school that's in there but um overall it's usually a family thing of he wants to get their input uh of what's going on so i don't buy that all the way but i do mm-hmm. think that they they will support him. If he picked FSU, I don't think it's going to be like, no, we don't want you going there or something like that. I think it's like ask him questions like, hey, is this this does this fit everything that you're looking for? So I think that's really it. Makes sense. As for some of the other guys that visited campus this weekend, again, LJ McCray was kind of a, a pop in yeah. more than an OV. Uh, but what are some of the things that stood out to you for either you could go any which way you want, Michael, whether the transfer candidates or high school players, what stood out to you? Yeah. LJ McCray uh, had his state championship on Thursday. They won a, a crazy one to kick at the last second and they won the state title. And then he, he we interviewed uh, him and talked to him afterwards. And he did say some interesting things. Like at one point he was like, you know, I'm locked in, I'm comfortable with Florida. That's where I want to be. But then on the other end, he was like, I really like the development of, of what FSU's doing. Thirteen and zero that speaks for itself. You can't you can't get away from that. And too, we know Florida had a struggling year, so um, and you don't know what the history is going to be with that defensive coordinator for the future. He might survive, you know, this cycle, but you know, is he going to be there when LJ's, you know, for his, most of his career? So I think that's a lot going on. And I've always said, like, when you're taking visits, you're not totally done, you know, because especially this late in the process. So he's still doing that. He went to FSU on Friday, then went over to Auburn on Saturday. It's like when you're doing that, uh, I think you're kind of looking for something to tip you off that, hey, I'm not totally sold in my mind that this is the place I'm going to go. So I think it's very much still up in the air. I think it's in the picture. And I think FSU, they were close last time. So I think it's very much a situation where I think FSU is going to be a major factor. We know Mike Norvell's going to probably do his in-home uh, coming up soon since he's going to decide on December 20th, uh, maybe late in the weekend or something like that, or even during the week. But um, certainly a guy that I am not ready to cross off. I'm not ready to just – I haven't heard anything uh, from the FSU side that, that leads me to believe like, hey, we're holding up the white flag and you know, we're moving on. I mean, they were, they're, they're actually recruiting even harder than they were before. So I think there's a lot of factors that certainly – from a product standpoint and a culture and all that stuff, I think it favors, you know, what FSU's doing. 
Um, at the same time, he did commit to Florida for a reason. He does like the school. It's more than just who the coach was. So I think there's a lot of talking and going to be some you know, decision making. He even said another thing that was interesting to me where he said, um, you know, I've been focused on my state championship. Now I'm going in the recruiting mode to consider it. He didn't say I'm getting ready for Florida. Like he said, like recruiting mode, that's an important, I think, you know, quote or, or things he said as far as on that, that he's still re, he's still considering everything. And I don't think he's uh, he's ready to just lock it in. Because if well, you could tell when kids are locked in, they're, they're focused on what they're going to do when they get there to that school. And I didn't get that sense with him when I talked with him. So you, that's kind of the main takeaway. Then you had Denos White, who also visited defense tackle three star. One of the few that they in the high school market they're recruiting. I feel really good after the visit. He seems to have the vi- uh, commit date set up. Um, doesn't have any other planned visits. Uh, I think he's a guy that FSU's coveted, and, and I felt good for a while that I think they stand in a pretty good spot. And then of course you bring up the um, the two transfers. One was Kyle Kennard, who our Matt Lassier got up with. Uh, I talked to Matt afterwards. Matt's like, I feel like uh, there's a good chance that you could see. I think he, they get him. Um, but uh, and then the other one was um, he declined twice. We asked him twice <laughs> during the visit, during the rain and the monsoon. Um, but he decided um, the pit defensive end, uh, um, Samuel, I, I don't, I, I'll screw up his name, Okaluna. Uh, if I got it wrong, I'm sorry, Sam. But um, he's a guy that I've, I've heard some good things about, you know, through the visit. Um, I've heard that he might take one more visit, but uh, that a decision it was imminent in like a one week or two from what I was told. Um, so I think that's coming. So I think they did what they wanted to do and, and showing because um, portal guys are a lot different. One, they don't like to talk to the media. So it's much harder on me because they're just kind of, they've been through it. They don't give a crap. They don't, they don't, they don't need to talk to you. They don't need to feel, Hey, I want to get my word out of what my recruitment is. I think they're kind of, very reserved and to themselves. So um, I think a lot of these are you're tough because you're doing a lot of intel you're depending on behind the scenes or, you know, from the side of FSU or the side of people that know the kid that are close. But everything I've gotten was they felt really good about, you know, he was the one guy I heard more uh, about the weekend out of the transfers. But um, I think, I think they feel like, at least at this stage, they're they're in a good spot. But at the same time, I think they know could take another visit, and that could have could shift things again. So I saw Michael that um, you know when the transfer showed up, Jared Verse walks out of the Moore Center, and Jared Verse is there. I mean, there was even a, a fun exchange that we put on our social media platforms about yeah. who's taller and, and all that kind of stuff because LJ McCray was here, and, and Jared walked out. Is Jared Verse going to be like another Jermaine Johnson for this program? Because Jermaine is so giving of his time. Michael, he might be there right now, and the Jets just played today. He might have hopped on a plane and went back to Tallahassee. Yeah. The dude's always there. Is. is Jared Verse going to be like that type of player for Florida State? Because it looks like he's off to a start where there's a really awesome culture brotherhood thing with, with the defensive ends and how engaged they still are when their time is up in Tallahassee. Yeah. Yeah, and I think just if you go by his actions, because he looks up to Jermaine a lot. Like, Jermaine's kind of a big brother to him. Because he he said that was why, uh, Jared said that was one of the big reasons why he picked FSU was he saw what Jermaine did. And obviously it's a different, you know, path to where they got there. But And I think Jared takes that upon himself like, hey, I need to do that for the next guy. Um, And it was kind of funny, you know, Trey Benson clowning him because of the height. uh, But... (laughs) Guys, LJ McCray is a massive human being. Like he's six seven, like two, probably seventy. Um, so uh, it ain't that Jared's short; it's that that this kid's just massive. But um, it it but it was good. When I mean that picture uh, by Matt was unbelievable because it's like that's like that captures everything. You know, sometimes the pictures capture kind of the visit, and that was kind of the thing where Jared. Not only worked on him, but he worked on Kennard as well. Kennard mentioned how he talked to him. So I think Jared feels an obligation to, hey, help them keep this train moving in the right direction with the defensive end position. And I think uh, he takes a lot of pride in that. And anyone that's around uh, Jared, and I've I've known, I got to know Jared uh, just through the recruiting process. And then you guys are around him. He is such a charismatic figure when you're around him. He's fun. 
he talks trash, but he, he has fun with it. And, and guys want to be around him, you know? So I think it's for him, it's easy to talk to other guys, you know, as far as uh, recruits and, and players there. So I just, uh, I, I think it's, I think it's kind of a tradition now that, that they're starting of the next guy helps the next guy. And, um, you know, helping keep building this stuff with, uh, you know, the defensive end position, but, uh, it was certainly cool to see. And, um, but certainly it has helped FSU with a lot of these recruitments. Anytime you have somebody that's a superstar, like Jared Versa, uh, that these kids look up to, it's, it's a big deal. We're going to get to your questions here in the chat. Nearly a thousand of you watching with us right now, on war Chan TV, hit the <laughs> thumbs up underneath the video, subscribe to the channel. It's absolutely free. We really appreciate you stopping in on a Sunday night for the Sunday yep. smash. He's Michael Langston. My name is Tom Lang, and we're talking recruiting for the next oh, about 40 minutes or so. And your questions are going to be coming up soon. But Michael, before we get to that point, I have to ask about NIL mm-hmm. and the collective. Have, I mean, you have seen the incredible response in terms of support for not just Seminole Boosters, but the battle's end in the past week. At last check, Michael, their membership was up over 4,600 members as yep. of today. A week and a half ago, it was at around 1350. People are pissed. People are involved. People are investing directly in the program. I'm wondering from your perspective, what are your thoughts about that support? And maybe does it afford Florida State the opportunity to do some more things in the 24 cycle, either with the transfer portal or in, in how they close in this class? Because, you know, the quiet part's out loud now. Collectives matter greatly, and Florida State's has just tripled in size. More than tripled. Yeah, I mean... I'm not going to lie, guys. Uh, that pissed me off last Sunday. I was really pissed. Like, I was pissed for those kids, and I was pissed because I know what goes into what Mike and them do. I'm around these coaches, so I, I know what they're like. And, and um, you know, it just felt like somebody went in your house and stole all your crap. You know, just went in there. You did everything right. You're getting ready to go uh, vacation to Hawaii or something, and somebody just stole all your crap before you could leave. You know, and so it's like – uh, I, I think uh, I think it also speaks to, you know, for I go back to kind of the quote from Mike Norvell when when they won the ACC title. He's like, he said, we have the best fan base in America. And it was like that that just shows you that it's like, OK, you're going to kick us while they're down. Fine. We'll put up forty six hundred. Uh, we'll boost this thing up over almost five thousand members. We'll change it. We don't care what you do to us. We're going to keep coming. Um, so I think it was a great response. Uh, I think recruits have noticed it as far as they know that's the collective. I mean, there's no secret that the collective certainly deals in, in recruiting as well. So I think recruits have noticed it. And I think that's kind of the draw of, that a lot of recruits have of, of to FSU, that it's a family brotherhood. And, and um, you know, they, despite everything that's thrown against them, where it's a third string quarterback or, you know, a second string quarterback and uh, a second string quarterback in the swamp, I think, because uh, I was thinking that that game, I mean, I was just, I'm like, I'm curious to see what the predictions from our staff's going to be, because this is like, this is uncharted territory of, of third string guys starting. I'm like, I'm like, how in the hell are they going to score points with a guy that doesn't have, <laughs> these guys just, they, they, they're unflappable. Like it, they, they just find ways and um, you just, you just see a team that in a program and a community that no matter what you throw against them, um, they're going to respond. And I think uh, that a lot of that is, you know, stuff that Mike's brought in. But I think some of it's just the way they were built as far as FSU fans. And I think that does connect with recruits. I think they see kind of the passionate uh, fans. Uh, I get recruits all the time like, man, those FSU fans are crazy. They just uh, go uh, – I mean, they're just another level. And it does – so – if recruit, uh, if fans don't know that that their impact with uh, you just being there or their support, it definitely has an effect on recruits. Uh, I know uh, countless times, you know, you know when they had the LSU game and it was basically a doke home game in Orlando. Yeah, they know it's in state, but it's like it's a different level. That's a kind of an impact that you, as a fan, if you're watching, you do have an impact on them. So recruits do notice their families do notice and they notice the family that they have there so i think it does help so in terms of this weekend michael um you know there's not a lot of fireworks the penultimate weekend before signing day jeremiah smith is a headliner of headliners to be in town and and he's you know apparently not going anywhere else next weekend 
Uh, you think this weekend was a success for Florida State, even though they don't necessarily have a flip to show for it, right. or a couple of transfers who have said, I'm locked in with Florida State? Do you think they did what they were supposed to do this weekend, the staff? Yeah, I mean, when I look at recruiting, I don't, I mean, I know fans, fans judging of recruiting is basically commit or, but it's like, we don't get a commit, you know, it's not good. But I think a lot of times um, you get things that are set up in motion and then you later get them uh, as far as commit. I think everything they did on the weekend, I think they wanted to accomplish. And that's what your goal is. And you have the staff, when they go in there, they're making sure they hit on the points that they do. They're doing everything that's in control uh, that they can control. And I think sometimes you can hit on that stuff. And sometimes you feel like, damn, you know what? I We didn't get that point across the way I wanted. But I think this weekend they did hit that point. I think they nailed it. They wanted, uh, they got what they wanted out of it. Um, they got an extended time w- with Jeremiah. Um, certainly, uh, you know, it doesn't hurt when you're playing, you know, in, um, in Tallahassee for state finals and then you're back over there. And then I think it's a big deal that, you know, having the family there and the fact that he's not taking any more official visits, that kind of tells you, like, it's Florida State and Ohio State. So you kind of know the comp. You know who the competition is. But I also think it speaks to <coughs> just the feelings he has about FSU. But um, I think overall, at the FSU hit exactly what they want. Now, I'm still taking calls. Phone's ringing as, as I'm doing this, but <laughs> we're doing that. But there's still stuff I want to check on the, the reflections after the visit. That's where we really can, you'll see the headway. But I think there's, there's definitely plenty to be excited about of, of what they wanted to hit on uh, this weekend, both with Jeremiah and, and a lot of these guys, even the portal guys. I mean, that stuff's not always easy. I mean, portal guys are even harder to recruit because you're not selling kind of the, the sexy stuff that, that you, you know, you have at your program, uh, you know, the facilities and all that stuff, you're selling what your product is and, and where your product is going. So uh, sometimes it's not as easy, but uh, I think they did what they wanted to this weekend, despite there not being a public commitment yet. So 10 days away from National Signing Day. Uh, it's going to be a big festival on Warchant.com and Warchant TV. Head over to the Premium Recruiting Board, obviously, for more details. We're giving you the top line of what's going on in terms of Florida State recruiting. But Michael, Matt Lasser, the Premium Recruiting Board on Warchant.com is outstanding. That's where more details uh, are going to be fleshed out in the hours after this weekend ends. We're going to get to your questions in just a moment. But there are a lot of you out there that are pissed off Noel fans that have now upped your level. I'm seeing you in the chat. Director Ben's putting it up on the screen. Been a booster forever. Now I'm a member of the Battle's End. I'm one of the 4,600 that joined the Battle's End. That is awesome. The support is awesome. You know a Noel who has been like that forever, Michael? Yes, you do. His name's on the screen. That's Russ Voorhis. Oh, yeah. he is one of the most diehard Knowles I've ever met in my life. He sponsors this program. He's worked with us at Warchant.com forever as a sponsor. We've been at many events. Michael, you and I talking ball with Russ for hours and hours. He lives it. He breathes it. There's the website right there, RussForhis.com. You might say, Michael, Tom, I don't live in Jacksonville Beach. I don't live in Orange Park. No problem. He can serve the entire state of Florida, the entire state of Georgia, and the entire state of Alabama. Michael, I, I'm sure... You know, you can attest that Russ yeah. is a knoll through and through. Yeah, I've had many conversations with Russ. I know him pretty well. Uh, great guy. Loves the Seminoles. Uh, um, and, and I always say this. If you have a chance to support somebody, why not support a knoll that loves what you love? And, and, and two, I promise you get to know the guy. You will definitely like Russ. He, he's he's very likable. He's easy easygoing and, um, and just a guy that uh, works hard. And I... I surround myself with people that work hard. Like, don't get around me if you if you're lazy. I, I like people that work hard, and I think Russ fits that category. So definitely, guys, sign up regardless of where you live. If you're in Florida, he's the guy to go to. Fifteen more seconds from Russ Voorhis, followed by your questions on Sunday Smash. Contact Russ Boris for an auto quote today. It is a handheld mic. Uh, yeah, this is old school right here, Florida man in Texas. Uh, we've got questions for the nearly thousand of you who are here on Sunday Smash. Hit that like button underneath the video. 
Florida State keeps the machine going. Florida man in Texas, again, actually contributes. Thank you for the contribution. Evening, boys. Thanks for the content. In my opinion, we need a campaign to buy up all the eggs in Dublin the weekend of FSU Georgia Tech. I hear a special group is making a trip who loves eggs. Well, let's see. Could that be, Michael, about college game day showing up to Dublin next year? What a terrible idea that is uh, for uh, for people not named maybe Desmond Howard. Desmond will be okay. Maybe they should send Booger over, too. He would be embraced by every knoll out there. Oh, yeah. And I, I first saw that. Diane brought my attention. and She's like, yeah, you know game day is going to Dublin. I was like, oh, that's going to be so toxic. <laughs> Like they they don't know what they've done. Like they're they're once again doubting what No Nation is, is like, and uh, get ready for a lot of venom. But uh, yeah, I, I'm all about that. Uh, and by the way, I'm glad you mentioned Booker McFarland, uh, uh, a guy that Ira has definitely touted uh, several times uh, as far as the way he does stuff. But uh, really, just the only guy that stayed consistent through the whole thing, and um, you know, just um, you know. Keep fighting the good fight, Booger, if you're watching, man. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. very impressive what you do. Not, It's not because you stuck up for FSU. It's not about sticking up for FSU. It's about sticking up for what's right and in common sense. Um, so uh, I think that's pretty cool. So peaceful protests next year, people. Yeah. We don't need to be getting any crazy. But if you want to drown out the set with booze every time that yeah. they're on the air – I think that would be an amazing show. They'd have to they'd have to move it, Michael, during the first commercial break into the stadium. Let's force them inside the stadium early. I think that would be amazing. I'm down with that. <laughs> so let's get to your questions now. Scott, thank you very much. He says outstanding work to Michael Langston. I'm thank thanking you. you on Michael's behalf, but Michael, he he, he loves what you do. Yeah, uh, th thank you for everybody. Uh, you guys are awesome. Even the people all enjoying the chats. Don't worry. We'll get into all your questions. Briley says, it just doesn't feel like we have momentum. Is that just me? What do you think? Oh, I just think, uh, Briley, it's probably because you haven't had a, a big one uh, commitment. I think people are itching. There's only like you know three or four spots left. Uh, they did get Kai Bates uh, just recently, so four-star DB. I think we get kind of spoiled with not saying you are, Briley. I'm just saying as people, it's a natural thing to get spoiled of we want this and we want that. Uh, I think the momentum is there, but I just think uh, you don't see it because uh, you know you want another five star, and that and that's certainly expected. Um, so uh, I, I think it's still there, but it's also, and I think it hurts when you go through something you went through Sunday, and then you don't get recruiting momentum, and you see, you know, kind of other schools still going after your guys, and then you see the KJ. Bolden uh, Jombies, you think like, hey, we don't have any momentum, but I, I still think there's there's plenty of momentum there with FSU. I just think they need one to kind of ignite it a little bit more, and, and possibly that's come down the line. I'm sure there's a lot of questions to this end, but you said it. KJ Bolden <laughs> yeah. drama. Michael, we nearly made it to the bottom of the hour before going to this topic, but it's at the forefront of a lot of people's minds, whether they're Florida State fans, Auburn fans, Georgia fans. What are What is your take on the latest with KJ Bolden? Yeah, uh, we know Auburn's very involved. Uh, he had an in-home with, with both Auburn, uh, Hugh Freeze, uh, last week, and then also one with Kirby Smart as well from Georgia. I'm more feeling that Auburn's more of a threat based on the people I talk to. Um, they know it's a battle. I mean, FSU knew that when they got the commitment. I knew that when he committed, just the way the wording, the stuff he was saying. But at the same time, everything I get from the FSU side, even people – around KJ is like, yes, they're threats, but we still feel good that uh, the place that where FSU is. But they also like, it is a threat. Um, but there's some things that are materializing that that look good as far as, you know, a visit pattern. Um, I hear from what my sources are telling me that FSU will do an in-home uh, next week. That's probably the big one uh, with, with Coach Dorvell, Sertain, probably – Whoever's been involved in his recruiting, whether it's Alex Axons or whoever, uh, air recruiters, uh, I think everyone will be there. Um, so that's kind of the setup, the big one uh, for this weekend because uh, he's officially visiting. So I think uh, the visit's definitely set up there. But yeah, I mean, anytime Auburn's involved, we know how that works. It's, you have to, you have concerns and worries. So um, there's certainly a threat, and, and I'm not going to down downplay that. But at the same time. That's kind of what I have uh, with him right now. He took a, a unique visit this weekend to Syracuse uh, because his 
former recruiter, I guess, uh, Fran Brown's the, now the head coach there. Uh, he's a former DB coach at Georgia, so he's probably has a relationship with him. And I think he's friends with King Joseph Edwards as well that he went on the visit. But I, I do think they're a threat, but I do think still uh, there isn't something that's sounding off the red alarm uh, or DEFCON 5 uh, that, hey, this kid's going to flip for sure. Uh, I think it's more just it's a threat. Now we got to finish the recruitment. Um, you know, like I said, they're bringing the whole group over there. Uh, I think this week when they do the the in home, and I think that's kind of building, setting up to the official visit. And then I think, I think FSU's also the type where when they get it, they're going to lay it out. They got a great game plan of what they're going to do on the official visit. But I think they're also going to want that answer, like, "Hey, we're with you." So, what what's the deal? Uh, so there's not some surprise or something. Um, you know, we, we want you here. Tell us if there's concerns. We'll cover them. We'll go over everything. And I think we'll get a lot of clarity uh, with KJ Bolden, you know, after this weekend. But I think I think it all sets up for a visit. So I mean, that's why you that's why you plan these visits last. Uh, that's why they plan the in-home last. That's why they plan the, the official visit last. So that's why you do that with, the, with these guys that are committed. So I think uh, certainly it'll be a big weekend. Uh, in a big week overall on, on the K.J. Bolden sweepstakes. And it won't go away no matter what I say. I could tell you guys K.J. Bolden signing right now. I know how you'd feel. I know. Travis mm-hmm. Hunter, I get it. It's it's etched in stone forever. So uh, I, no matter what I say, um, that's going to be the case. And I, I feel that I know that way. But uh, at the same time, that's what I have right now on K.J. Bolton. So Seminoles for the win, twenty-three. Uh, and the chat said worry level four and a half out of ten. I suppose that's his that's his personal worry level. Okay. How do you is that a good number or a little low for you? A little high for you? What do you think? Uh, I mean, I think that's fair. Uh, I'd be a little lower uh, for me, uh, just um, what my intel is suggesting. But I think it's there. Uh, I mean, they're in the South. Uh, we know KJ Bolton's been around. Uh, you know, plays for Buford. Um, that's over in the near the Atlanta area. So you're in sec territory. So you're going to be, there's got to be some level of concern. If you didn't get concerned of any value in the South, then uh, you're going against sec teams. Of course you have to have, you know, you know, some concern, but I think it's important to level out what the Intel suggesting, what people around him are are telling you and and telling me and, and to just the FSU side of things too. Uh, So that's, why I want to come in here and uh, certainly address uh, kind of what we have. And it's certainly one that you'll continue to monitor. Uh, but overall, that that's kind of how I feel that, yes, there's communications and conversations to have. But at the same time, I do think uh, everything points for me right now that FSU is still the team that's in control. Next up here on Sunday Smash, as we had, that's a good comprehensive answer on KJ. We're going to sweat it till the 20th. That's uh, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> Garrett says, uh, how is Mike Norvell viewed as a coach now to recruits compared to year one? So, you know, he had a great track record as being a developer, and he was a winner, Michael, before he got here, but Memphis ain't Florida State. So what, what have you seen the last few years in terms of his reputation? Oh, it's a strong change because you're seeing pivotal results. You know, I mean, you're seeing, you know, 10 wins the previous year, uh, 13 wins this year, telling them, hey, we are going to beat our in-state rivals. Like, we know how important that is, you know, to you guys. We're not from here, you know, and we understand that, that we're kind of outsiders when we first started. But now, as people got to get to know him and, and even recruits got to know him, they're like, this is the guy kind of I want to be around because of the culture and Mike's very genuine and, and direct of, of like, I say this all the time when he tells uh, recruits that are on there, he's like, uh, if you're playing here, I'm, you're going to go through the hardest thing probably you've ever gone through. And it's not going to be easy. And if you don't want to work, don't come here. You know, so he lets it out. It's not no, you know, sunshines and rainbows and unicorns. It's basically, this is what it's going to be. So when kids do that, I mean, they know kind of what they're coming into and, and I even talked to Mike about that when I was at one of our media lunches one year. And I said, you know, why do you do that? It's like, cause I don't want any surprises. I want them to know exactly what I'm coming into because that's what I would want to know. Um, and it was kind of a follow-up to when he, they didn't sign Jeff Sims who ended up at Georgia tech then transferred to Nebraska. Um, but 
that was kind of my feel. I wanted to see kind of how what his his feelings were because of that. Why he does that? Why the the principal? And and that's kind of the things he told me. Like, look, I, I don't want any surprises. I want them to know. Like, everything you see on the visit is exactly what you're going to see when you get here. It isn't like we're rolling out the red carpet and then you get here. We're just going to treat you like crap and we're not going to do it. Like we're going to have, you're going to have support staff. You're going to have you know, academic support. You're going to have all this stuff. This, you have all these advantages, but you also have days that you won't like me a lot, you know, as far as uh, the way I coach and how hard I am and how, how much I'm going to push you. But I think that's very important to him to not have any surprises or loopholes of, of when a kid signs, they know exactly like, I think that's why they're freshmen, you know, adjust so quickly um, because they know they knew what they had to do when they came in. That's what the plan is. That's what the deal is here. And uh, if you're willing to fit that culture of work, uh, if you're a dog, they're going to take you and they're going to want you. But if you're not. Time to talk Shopify. A couple of years ago, I wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you guys. But I had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy, all because we use Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is the only tool you'll need to grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. So you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I really love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, now to grow your business, no matter what stage of the game you're in. Shopify.com slash warchant. Might not be the place for you. So let me follow up on that very quickly, just in terms of Mike's reputation in high school coaching circles. I mean, you've got a lot of contacts, Michael. You know the whole state, the whole region. And there are times when a head coach is at a university. It could be our rivals, could be us. And they don't like him very much. You know, and they've got, here's why. You know, he, he doesn't do yep. what he says or whatever. Pisses off high school coaches, which Jimbo did in Texas, apparently. He right. ran off all the high school coaches. How have you seen Mike's reputation ascend in those ranks? And what, what do high school coaches say about him, not, not players and families? Well, I think a lot of these guys had to get to know what the personality was. And then, two, can we trust this guy? You know, is he going to take care of my kid? Because let's face it, a lot of these high school coaches, some of these kids don't have – they come from one-person family. Some of them don't even have family. So the coaches, their family. So they want to know their kids are going to take care of because it reflects good on them, good or bad. You know, so they wanted to really know that they could trust him, that he's doing everything he says he's going to do. Um, when, when you say that you're going to do this, you're going to take care of him, you're going to mold him as men and all that stuff, I think that stuff's important to them. And, and he's followed through on all, all those things. Uh, he's He's been phenomenal. I think the, really the only thing they're waiting on is just, is this guy going to win <laughs> at Florida State? Because he's from, you know, he's from Dallas, Texas. That was where he was born, but he coached at Memphis. Does he have that that mindset? So I think really it's just getting to know him, but also kind of viewing and 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 seeing if the product was going to work. And 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 that's why Mike invited a lot of them, uh, where it's camps, come over and watch us practice. You know, kind of stuff like watch how we do stuff. Be in the building at more athletic center. See how we are with our kids. What we treat. What we do. What we hold them accountable to. All that stuff. We want you to see everything we're doing with your kids. And I think once they saw all that stuff, I think it was just it went light years up, and and from there it's just uh, it's taken off, and and now all the the coaches love them, and 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 yes, if anybody's ever wondering, Mike, uh, what you see on TV is exactly how Mike is all the time, probably a little more energetic, yeah. as far as yeah. Mike my stuff, but um, yeah, he is always like that. He has got energy uh, personified. I've never seen a guy that, no matter what the time of day it is, uh, 
I, I remember one weekend of them doing an official visit. I got three hours sleep time. I am exhausted. I'm out there just, okay, let's, let's just get this over with. Let's get these recruits. Let's see what they have to say. And then, but Mike's just jacked up. He's locked in. He's never, there's never a calm thing. And he's never, he never changes who he is. And that's what recruits like about him. That's what recruits families like about him. So I think uh, that's really resonated with a lot of families and why they've been so successful. I think both in the portal and uh, this year with a top five class. Yeah, his uh, blood type is uh, Red Bull. I think is his because <laughs> yeah, he, he shouts, it. he shouts all the time, and I, I can tell you that from practice, even dealing with the media. So um, it's good to hear that uh, the high school coaches he's resonating yeah. with as well. Next up, in terms of questions from you out there and War Chant chat level, uh, Mitch says Michael quarterback. Def- oh my, okay, here we go. Quarterback, <laughs> defensive end, linebacker from the portal. Who were we looking at? Not saying Tate can't do it. Just wondering. So. Portal lists for we've talked about it, Michael ad nauseum on on the Jeff Cameron show. Like, yeah. what's our wish list? What's your wish list, and what do you think the coaching staff's wish list is? Well, I would start at quarterback because I've seen that just drill down the the chat. Uh, I can see all your questions uh, as they pop up, but I would start at quarterback. I think the two obvious names that I've heard from the start, I will give Matt Lasare a credit for a lot of these. He <laughs> he spotted this before even I did. Um, I kind of mentioned this guy before he went in the portal, but it's Cam Ward, Washington State quarterback. That's a guy that I think, um, you know, dynamic, can do a lot of different things, uh, can, you know, throw, run, whatever you need him to do. Uh, I think he kind of fits what, what you want. And then I think DJ, uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce this name, but you could lay. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not close. I don't know. But uh, former Clemson quarterback, former Oregon State quarterback, those are the two names that I've heard from the very beginning, before they even went to the portal, my contacts told me, watch out for these two. These are the guys. I think those are the ones that, I mean, there's been other names that are mentioned, but you never saw it materialize where you heard any more. It was mainly those two te- two guys constantly. Now, for me, personally, I, I think for just a moment. Oh. this Go ahead, yeah, this just just me, Cam Ward is so dynamic that it just changes everything. You know, when you have that guy in your offense, but it's kind of, I, I actually go back and forth with him because DJ's like a common effect when you, when you watch the way he runs the offense. But um, as far as a more, most dynamic player, I, I definitely would say uh, Cam Ward would be the top choice for me. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, I don't, have those kinds of contacts that you do, Michael, in this particular world, but somebody who's connected to this process for Transfer Portal told me in October, if Cam Ward's name comes up in the portal, we'd be very interested to contact him. Okay. So much so I started watching him closer. I think that is, for me, the best fit. Now, in terms of defensive end, linebacker, maybe... More more than going into the the candidates themselves, numbers wise, you know, how many linebackers, how many defensive ends, or how, how would you rank it in terms of numbers that they're looking at? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, linebacker they want one or two. I think for me to be satisfied, you would like to see two, but I think you definitely need at least one. Um, you're losing your two starters. Um, if you get one, I think you can squeeze it in there of what you want. I think there's some positive things we've seen some some guys out there that played last year, but two would make me feel really good uh, as far as that group. Um, but I think one or two there, I think defensive end, probably two or three. Um, maybe you might even extend it to four. If, if, if you see guys that you just can't live without. Um, but I think um, definitely defensive ends, the name, the position I've heard the most uh, that they're going to covet. Um, so I think uh, we've already seen that with, you know, visitors this weekend, they're going to have more uh, next weekend. I think Duke, uh, Defensive end RJ Abro is going to be over at FSU. I think that's probably, I would say, probably the top guy that they want. Um, I think he visited um, Notre Dame, if I'm not mistaken, that this weekend. So that's a guy I think they like a lot. They like Kyle Kennard, who I've already covered. Samuel as well, uh, that that also visited this weekend. So I think the fact that these guys are on visit uh, campus so quickly, it kind of tells you how vital this position is of how they really want to get multiple guys. So I think – those are kind of how how they rank. Um, certainly, I could see them adding a, a experienced receiver, uh, Tom, because you're losing Keon. Um, Johnny's going to be gone, so you 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 have some very good young talent. But I think you also want somebody experienced that can kind of lead this group and kind of take a little pressure off. You know, guys like Hakeem, um, guys like Vandravius Jacobs, and those guys. So 
I think an experienced receiver would certainly uh, help them. Even a tight end would uh, help them if they want to go that direction. Uh, and then, of course, offensive line, you know, they've lost a few in the, in the portal. Uh, I think they would like to add a center for sure. Uh, that's a position I've heard most about, that they don't have a backup for Maurice, so they want somebody. So they don't have to cross train Darius Washington, who, by the way, God bless your heart, man. You are, you are a saint as far as that that team goes because you played so many positions, dude. Um, just I'm just unbelievable. So impressed with Darius, but I think they want a pure center. So I could see them taking a pure center and then probably you know, a tackle if possible. They do have a tackle visiting uh, on Monday. That's Carter Smith, uh, Indiana offensive tackle. Uh, we already put that out there. I think people have seen that, but. I think uh, that's a position they also want to check. So I think when the, and this is why I say these numbers are fluid. Like when I first started this, it was like, okay, they're probably going to take like five or six from the portal. It's going to be less than what it was last year. Now it's like, forget that, scrap that plan. It's going to be probably around eight or nine. So I would say it's going to be up to the same spot they were. Maybe, maybe get to only eight, but you know, we'll see. But there's so many. And I've said this before, but the portal is like FSU attacks holes. Wherever there's a hole, they feel like they need to fill. Like quarterback, look, it's a great room, but you don't have a guy, at least in my opinion, when I look at him, that you feel like this guy is ready to be the guy, you know, yet. Uh, I, I think it's a great room. I think the world of Brock Glenn, I think he's going to be really good. God bless his heart for having to handle that Louisville ACC title game. I can't imagine the nerves he was going through. But um, And then I, I think Tate's a very good uh, quarterback. I just think you don't have a – you need a game changer when it comes to quarterback. Like it's got to be a guy that – like a Jordan Travis that you know when he's in there, they have to count for him. It isn't just you're distributing the ball to your playmate. This guy's a problem. You know, you need somebody that can plan for uh, – that can kind of organize everything. And I think that's why I feel – I thought like they would go to the portal uh, once I thought about everything. But I think that's about it as far as the positions. I think uh, for most of them, um, maybe take a, a DB, but I haven't heard as much about that. It's more so the line and, and the linebackers as far as, um, you know, the major, major got to get them. I could ask you about the portal for hours. I love the portal. It's my favorite thing, but it's not the me asks Michael. Uh, great language there. Great uh, grammar there, Tom. It's not Tom asks Michael questions. So let's get, let's get to some more questions here on Sunday Smash. So I butchered my grammar. R. Wilmer, Mike, uh, give us one of your biggest recruiting nuggets that we don't know about in either class, this upcoming one or the 25 cycle. Is there a deep cut that you have there, Michael? <laughs> I don't really hold back on nuggets. I mean, I pretty much, I mean, I put everything out I had last night um, from, you know, kind of what I was hearing on the visit. So I don't really hold back on nuggets. Now, there's stuff I can't report um, because I'm asked not to. And, and certainly I have relationships with people. I don't want to affect them. But um, I can't think of anything 24 or 25 that, like, I haven't covered in, in depth. So, Sorry, Wilmer. I wish I could. I could give you some secret stuff, but I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty open with stuff that I can share. So uh, I think I've I've nailed it pretty much of of what I, I I want to share and feel like you guys need to know. So you've already answered this a little bit that they want a center. If they can get a tackle too, they would take one. Uh, the general question about what are we doing about our O line? Because if you think about it, Michael, the big signing class that came in a couple years ago, you've mm -hmm. seen some departures there. So, you know, they can bring back Maurice and Darius and, and Robert Scott only one more time. They'll be 35 next year. They can come back one more time. But there's okay. got to there's got to be a bridge after that. So uh, it, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I'm very excited about, about guys like Jalen Early and, and certainly uh, um, Armello, Julian Armello. I'm really excited about um, Lucas Simmons. I think that guy from a frame standpoint and uh, just a – the head standpoint and everything. Once that guy it starts clicking, everything I think fans are going to love Lucas Simmons uh, as far as a really, really uh, you know explosive uh, offensive tackle prospect. So I do think they have pieces in there that they can move up and start you know working and getting them in there. Uh, but I think overall, what they do with the line is they you know they have I think three uh, coming in this year, um, maybe four. I might be missing somebody. One visit this weekend and Jaden Todd. You also have four-star offensive lineman Jaden Daniels, or not not Jaden Daniels, but Jonathan Daniels. See, I got I got the Heisman on my mind. Um, Jonathan Daniels, and then they also have 
Manisa Aititi, who's out of uh, California, is a four-star that they like a lot. So there's a lot of guys uh, that they certainly um, feel like you can bring in and kind of bridge the gap. But I think also, like I mentioned before, I think in the portal, they're going to address that where they need a center and they want another one that's either probably more so tackle-wise, if they could, kind of what I've heard. But uh, I think they feel like if they get that, that kind of fortifies kind of both the growth from the young guys and then two, you get your experience that's going to, you know, get you ready for, you know, both this year and the next year. Next up in terms of questions, Florida Man in Texas, have injuries to the offense hampered recruiting at all? It was a strange year on that side of the ball. And, you know, we thought, Michael, they were going to be dropping 42, 45 points a game. Didn't happen. Are the recruits and transfer candidates understanding of what happened for Florida State? Yeah, I think a lot of them know. I mean, you talk to all of them. They're like, they know, like, look, they're playing a third-string quarterback or they're playing Tate Rodermaker in the swamp, which is like the worst thing uh, you're asked to do, you know, as a backup, you know, to one, go into the most hostile environment in probably the country in the swamp. And then then the next one, third-string quarterbacks, it's only your season on the line, man. It's only like an ACC title hinging and your your playoff uh, possibility. So, um, I think they understood, like, hey, they're going through this stuff. Uh, they understand Jaheim's banged up. These guys are banged up. You know, certain guys aren't available. But I think it's actually helped them because they see just how they handle adversity, you know, how they respond. And I think that's resonated with a lot of recruits. They understand, like, guys get hurt. And uh, they understand that, look, the explosiveness is going down as far as what they were. They were, I mean, at one point they were going to score 30 points a game every game, it felt like. And then, you know, maybe 40 some nights. And then and then it just, with the injuries, it kind of screwed up the fluidness of what they're running. And I, I think kids kind of saw that when, you know, guys got hurt and stuff like that. But um, I think uh, just overall, I think a lot of recruits, I, I think, are very impressed of, just how they have handled Versi. Plus, you get a chance to see some of these young guys that you haven't seen, uh, Moats. I think I think Hiking Williams was starting to come along uh, later in the year. Yep. Got kind of banged up too at the end, but uh, I think Van Jacob Jacobs showed some you know, splashes. And and then uh, you know the guy that I think on FSU's team that doesn't get a lot of love that um, he gets kind of overshadowed at tight end position is Morlock, uh, Kyle Morlock, who's been really good. So I think a lot of kids see how explosive this offense and defense can be. Um, so I think overall it's kind of, in a way it's helped them, but in the way, I mean, certainly you're not as explosive. So it kind of, it's kind of splitting hairs both sides where, Oh man, they weren't as explosive. As I thought they would be, but I think they understand when you don't have your quarterback or you don't have this player, I think they understand. It's one of the things I can't wait to ask coach Norvell, Michael, as they either, in bowl practice opportunities or after the bowl is over like how hurt were you man because it was there was a bunch of names that we knew about but i'm telling you you know behind the scenes too like a guy like maury smith what he played through all season long he was injured he wasn't hurt he was injured and i I think they had a lot of guys like that uh let's see briley says he wants you to, to define your optimism pessimism scale here what's more likely finishing in the top two in 2024 in the recruiting class or outside of the top five well, I think it's kind of in between inside. I, mean, I think in the top five, um, I think is, is more likely. Um, but um, certainly that could, that's fluid beyond if you get, you know, a guy like Jeremiah Smith. If you get Jeremiah Smith, then that's an easy answer. But uh, <laughs> we don't know that. So I can't really make a pick when I don't know for sure if they're they're getting that, that guy. And so um, that's kind of where I sit. By the way, Luke had a question on there, or he had a comment on me about commenting on the swamp. The swamp is the most hostile environment to me, but the best environment is Dope Camel Stadium. There it is. That that's it. So yeah, well, anybody that's been to the swamp, people know how 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 it is. But that was my whole point of going into that situation and what you have to overcome. They pipe crowd noise in on top of the crowd noise. Allegedly, I always protect myself with that, Michael. There but- you go. I've heard some things allegedly uh, allegedly that they pipe in (laughs) fake crowd noise in the swamp. Allegedly. Uh, Last couple of questions here on Sunday smash presented by our friend state farm agent, Russ Voorhis head to RussVorhis.com for all your insurance needs. Uh, Mark says, what happened with Artavius Jones and Zaquan Patterson? What do you think happened in those situations? Michael? Uh, I think when Artavius, once they got blunt, it was kind of like, 
Okay, we don't need this as much. Uh, I think also Artavius didn't have the greatest senior season. It was kind of a mixture bag. Um, so I think when you have that, defensive tackle is such a a there's small room for error. Like your receivers, there's tons of them. There's dudes everywhere. Defensive tackles, there's very few of them, and you have to get it right. And I think they were kind of concerned of just the fit of, of what would work. And I think Zaquan, there was just other guys that they liked better. Uh, he's a playmaker. I love Zaquan. I, I, for me, it'd be a take. Um, I think Zaquan would fit. But they also maybe felt like things that were here in behind the scenes was not, you know, maybe, uh, hey, we can pull this off type of thing. You know, so it might have been, you know, part of that. But um, I, I think I don't think it was talent wise with Zaquan or skill or fit. I think it was more so just um, is this worth it for us to go out through this guy when we have this other guy that maybe is a little less is, is, is explosive, but we like him a lot. He loves us a lot. We feel we can get him because a lot of that's for recruiting. Recruiting's not always just, oh, the five stars. Sometimes if you have a high four star that fits everything you're doing and the five star doesn't fit what you're doing and you feel like it might be a problem culture wise or a problem in some way, then um, you certainly have to go out the guy that you feel fits everything you do. I think people, fans just want a million five stars and take them all and who cares. But um, I think um, I think overall, it's a it, when I say that it's not just cliche. When I say getting the right fit, it, it's not cliche, guys. It's like it is essential. Go look at the kids they have there. They didn't go thirteen and zero with this team because of just hey they they loaded a lot of five stars. They got a mixture of group that Mike did and accumulated in in the two three year span, and then this year they were ready to challenge because they had a. 80 kid, 82 kids that were ready, locked in. They had the same mindset, same focus, and and fight. And uh, that just was everything that Mike was looking for. So, who you add, you know, does matter. You know, just because you get a five star doesn't mean it doesn't guarantee you, hey, we're going to be good or we're going to be playing for the national championship. Um, so, I, I think uh, I think Georgia kind of proved that this year. You know, sometimes. You can have all the players, but sometimes the fit and the the chemistry isn't there with that particular team. Kim, thank you very much for the contribution. We love you, boys. Enough said. Thank you, Kim. I hope you're doing well, and you and your wife are doing well tonight. Uh, Let's see. Before Yanni, one more question from me, Michael. Uh, Concern level with Blunt, uh, compared to, say, Bolden, maybe. No, I think I'm a lot less concerned about him. Um, He's officially visiting as well this weekend. The FSU uh, defensive staff, I think, went to see him uh, over the week. Uh, everything I heard from that visit was was pretty positive. Another one, man. I mean, until until they sign, it, it's it's never like academic. But I do feel much more comfortable with that one, you know, compared to the stuff that's going on with you know just KJ Bowen because you're dealing with a you're also going against Miami compared to you're going against SEC type teams it's a little bit different and they're in the area so i feel i feel better about uh, blunt certainly this will be the last question and then we'll let mike promo uh michael langston promo what's coming up on the site uh, but yanni says why do kids commit to florida miami when they are down compared to us well florida i get uh because they're in the sec it, it's in it geographically it's in the middle for the, for the most part um you know their facilities are great uh I've already talked about their stadium. Yes, I hate their stadium. It's ugly as crap, guys. I agree. Nothing's good about orange and blue. Sucks, all that stuff. But they also have a lot of things that are that are uh, appealing to kids, where whether it be academics, whether it be uh, what they, you know, their program usually is. Now they suck right now, and that's good for FSU, and that's good for us, obviously. But um, they are a program that's it's always going to be enticing. You know, it's kind of like, you know, college football is always good when FSU is good, and that's the way some people view you know, with with the Gators. I personally disagree with that. The Gators should always suck. Uh, everything, everyone's life will be better. But uh, but overall, there's a lot of kids that are attracted to that. Now, the Miami thing is still there's still some buzz because Mario is a phenomenal recruiter. That's what he does well. That's that's the one thing he does well. Doesn't know how to call a game. Doesn't know how to take a knee when his team's won the damn game. But he can't coach for crap as far as I'm concerned, but he does know how to recruit. The guy's an exceptional elite recruiter, one of the best. And, and two, they're still in that new stage where he's got a chance. Now this year, if it doesn't work, then I can, I could, I'll be very surprised if you st- keep seeing 
elite guys go there. Plus, trust me, guys, when I see a five star go to Miami, I'm I'm kind of a little bit chuckling myself just going like, have they watched what I just watched this weekend? But I understand because they're 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 believing in still the product of what they're doing. They added a new coaching staff, so that also helps give you some boost of excitement. But um, that's kind of the reasons. It's two different sets as far as those teams, but. Um, I, I hear the be honest guys, you guys are asking that, but I've heard that from Florida and, and, and Miami fans like, why would a kid go to FSU back when they were sucking? You know, so it's like you have to build somewhere and, and it's about what coach knows how to organize it and build it the best. Obviously, Mike is really good at that. He's got that down. The other two coaches really sucking at it. So um, I think um, the main thing is um, I think really just why they've been successful was just like Florida and the SEC and their, in their appeal. And then Miami mainly just cause uh, the guy that's the head of the charge of everything, uh, you know, Mario's a really good recruiter and it's, and there's nothing wrong with acknowledging the truth. I'll acknowledge he's a really good recruiter. I'll also acknowledge that he doesn't know crap about game management. So there you go. <laughs> Florida man in Texas says he really likes your hate for UF and Miami. If you do as well, just hit the thumbs up at the bottom of the video. It takes you two seconds. Uh, I enjoy it, too. I, I was going to grab some popcorn uh, as he was going in on Cristobal's game day management there. Hey, I mean, that, uh, I mean, I I was flabbergasted when I watched the Georgia Tech game. I, I had a buddy of mine over. He played at FSU as a walk-on. He's a good friend of mine. And we're watching it. I'm just like, did that just happen? Like, literally, did that just happen? It's like. If Tom Lang's watching this, I was thinking of you because I was like, Tom Lang's watching this game. It's like, if that was FSU or somebody else, he'd be losing his mind. But I'm just like, game management, my goodness. That's the so, new level. Michael, I was talking to somebody. I was at Corner Pocket because we you know, we'd played earlier in the day. And so right. it was nice to have a beer, talk to Bill Hayes, the owner. I was sitting with Corey as well. And um, I'm like, how the hell do I have the ball back? How does Georgia Tech have the ball back? Because I, I, that game was over. They, they, you know, they got the first down. Like, how did they get the ball back? And then when they scored, uh, Bill Hayes sent me the, the security footage. You can't really tell. That's me celebrating when, <laughs> <I> <laughs> when, like the, it. when the ball's in the air. Uh, I still have that photo, obviously. Uh, but that was uh, that was one hell of a night. A lot more smiles than last week. Oh yeah. Uh, because uh, obviously it's just after eight o'clock on the East Coast, and uh, the College Football Playoff Committee are still shills. They are still shills. Uh, what do we have coming up, Michael? Florida State is welcoming a tackle transfer candidate uh, to campus tomorrow. But what else is coming up in terms of your reporting the site? What can people expect? Oh, yeah, we got a lot more. We're going to try to get up with Jeremiah Smith. That might be a hell of a challenge because uh, we might be at this point where, hey, I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm just going to make my decision on December 20th. We'll certainly work on that. Both me and Matt will try to track him down. Um, uh, obviously, this weekend – we have, uh, I've already mentioned the in-home visit with, with um, K.J. Bolton that's coming up. That's a massive one. Then you also have several others. Um, I think uh, you have a huge official visit weekend. I've already mentioned two major guys, Armando Blunt, K.J. Bolton. are both officially visiting uh, this weekend. So you'll have a lot more, uh, even bigger visitors. I think some uncommitted guys uh, that you'll have coming in. Coy Parrish, uh, he's a safety out of... Uh, I don't know, the Midwest, I want to say. Uh, he's committed to Minnesota, uh, visited Ohio State. Um, he's a guy I really like a lot, four-star. He's a guy that they certainly have pushed for, did in-home with. He will be coming over for an official visit. Um, you know, That's one guy. And then you have uh, another one that's uh, a four-star defensive end. I don't even I don't even want to mess up his name, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure I look this up before I do it uh, because I don't want to sound stupid. Um, but um, it's a defensive end that's coming over. His name is um, Lugard Edok Pei. If I messed that up, sorry, but he's coming over. He's a four-star defensive end. They're very high on. FSU was one of his first offers. Um, I think those are two guys that are certainly major candidates. There's going to be other guys, uh, you know, certainly uh, visiting this, this weekend, uh, probably going to be in the double digits uh, this week on official visits. So, this is the one where I think um, you know, they want to finish it off with a bang. Uh, I think you uh, certainly can see a lot of guys that will be arriving. You know, FSU, we've already seen that with bowl prep. Guys like Kai Bates is already going to be participating in bowl prep. 
Luke Cromahawk is going to be participating. Uh, and then also um, BJ Gibson, Camden Fryer, those guys are going to be. T- so you're going to have all these guys that will be around, you know, when, when KJ and these other guys in there. So, you know, certainly should be a significant weekend. We'll break that down. We'll preview it. Um, we might even throw a recruiting chat if you guys are good. If I could talk enough people in the doing one, we'll do one for the week just to get give you kind of a preview of what's coming up and then uh, get ready for the you know the big uh, national signing day. And then, as usual, we'll keep track of all these uh, in-home visits that are coming up this week. So a couple things to remember, folks. If there's a recruiting chat, we're going to lean Thursday for that okay. because the War Chant holiday party is Wednesday night which means that there's going to be news breaking because there's something always happens during the war chant holiday party. It's just, it's like kind of like the seminal headlines curse, uh, but coming up on war chant TV tomorrow morning, first thing it's in your pod feeds. It's here on the channel. Wake up war chant with Aslan and Corey, the Jeff Cameron show one o'clock tomorrow afternoon, all the coverage all week long on Warchant.com. If you haven't signed up yet, go for it, go for it. This is the time. This is a big 10 days for Florida state on the recruiting trail. Michael Langston leads the way. Matt Lasser does a very good job as well for us at Warchant.com in terms of recruiting coverage. Uh, Michael, good luck to your Cowboys tonight. They kick yes, off in about 15 big minutes. game. We hate the Eagles. We hate them, hate them. <laughs> uh, and just for Harold Kelly, he asked about King Joseph Edwards. He's not a take uh, for FSU. Love the kid, super kid. Who's this? So for all these people, I get this all the time. I get people send me emails. You didn't answer my question late. Well, there you go. There's a late question answered for you, Harold. He is not a take in this class, uh, but um overall yeah dallas game big game tonight so you guys pray for me if i don't lose my mind because uh this is the game we always want to win florida man of texas scott kim thank you very much for your contributions yep. uh beyond the, the chat everybody who chats we're here because you exist you know we're, we exist because you guys are here so and yep. gals thank you very much for your participation hit the thumbs up on the way out this is sunday smash presented by state farm agent russ Voorhis for director ben behind the scenes for michael langston my name is tom lang We'll catch you soon right here on WarChant TV.